Thank you so much for being with us, and uh, thank you so much for joining us online and or watching the archive. And uh, we also uh, want to just welcome uh, Mr. Don, Mr. Edison, uh, Pastor Frank Thompson at uh, God's Church in Baden. And uh, Pastor Frank wasn't feeling good, so we prayed for him too when we were praying earlier and lift him up. And uh, but they said, you know what? He's not feeling well. Let's let's go over and visit. And so. Man, it's nice to have a part of the body here. So thank you all for joining us and being with us. And uh, I just, I am uh, pretty excited about this message tonight. And I hope that you brought expectation. I sent a note out yesterday saying get an expectation. And um, I want you to go ahead and turn to Ezekiel 37. And uh, I just feel like there's something on this message tonight that's going to bless you. And uh, that's going to bring the life of God to you, and it's going to be awesome. So I want you right now to understand that this is not just a mere, uh, in what maybe the world considers a church meeting. This is not just a mere church meeting. It's not just a meeting of people. This is a gathering of the children of God, ordained by God, determined by God, and He's got something to tell you. And I can tell you this, when he dropped it in my spirit, what to tell you, I kind of did a little jump, and I was actually sitting with another pastor in McDonald's, and I was like, ooh, and I was like, I got to send a message out and let, get y'all's expectation, let you know that God dropped something in my spirit. So now, right now, understand this is more than just a meeting. This is a supernatural meeting. That God has said, I want to happen. And so if that's taking place, then your expectation is going should be at a different place. You know, imagine if uh, God spoke to you right now and said, on Wednesday night at Boomerang at 7 p.m., that meeting, I got something for you, right? Now, how would you walk in here? Right, right. But here's the thing. He doesn't always talk like that. Many, many times it's just that still, small voice. But it, it makes that voice not any less powerful, not any less strong, and our expectation should be no less, uh, um, no less. They should be no less. <laughs> and uh, that's just it. Our expectation should be up there. So right now, is your heart prepared to... Let the Lord talk to you, to let the Lord impart to you and, and put inside of you something that's important for you. Um, this is how we grow. This is how we move to new levels is because we learn these things. We learn how to esteem God. We learn how to esteem the things of God. And then we follow his leading, particularly when we're in a body and the leader of that body, the Lord has said something too. And then you say, all right, I believe God said something to him. And you esteem that? Well, you're honoring God through that chain. And you're, Well, what does God do to people that will honor him? God honors them, right? Well, you're about to be honored, I believe, because I believe God's going to give something to you. Probably even more than I or you can understand. He's about to plan inside of you something that's so supernatural and a part of his plan that we probably don't even get it all, right? Because we, we see through a glass darkly as long as we're here on this earth and in this body. We probably don't even see everything that he's about to put in you. I hope I've raised your expectation. I've raised mine. I'm like, ooh, let's get started. So <laughs> um, Ezekiel 37, 
This is talking about the Valley of Dry Bones, and I hope that you've uh, read it before, but if you haven't, you're in for a treat. And uh, it says this in Ezekiel 37, 1, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He calls me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry, very many and very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them. So, let, I'd like for us right here in verse 4, and, and I know we don't do this often, and you may find this a little bit uncomfortable, but I really feel like tonight that you're supposed to speak this with me because there's something happening here. And uh, so let's just read. the. We'll be in the same translation. You can read it there on the screen. And uh, so let's just start at this verse, and let's read down through verse 14 together. All right, let's read this as one body so again he said to me prophesy over these bones and say to them O dry bones hear the word of the Lord verse 5 thus says the Lord God to these bones behold I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you Cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied and as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and behold a rattling and the bones came together bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and sin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, thus saith the Lord, come from from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. Amen. Amen. There's something in those verses, isn't there? <laughs> Amen. So, now let's just take a look at them. Okay, let's go back to verse 1. 
So now you know what the Lord did to Ezekiel and what he showed him and what he said and what happened. And this is, this is prophecy. This is, this is the Lord showing Ezekiel something's going to happen and this is representa- uh, representative of what's going to happen. All right. So in other words, here's the question. Is this or is this not going to happen? Yeah, amen. All right. Who will take part in anything the Lord prophesies? Who will take part in that? Well, one, either who he says... Or two, whoever, whoever chooses to believe it and act on it, right? All right, okay. So let's go ahead and read in verse 1 again. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. Now, I wanna, what we're talking about tonight is life coming into this ministry, life coming into you, Life coming into your family. Life coming into anything that you are attached to, represent a part of your business, your company. Your job is to be the light of Christ in this world. That's who you're called to be. So I don't care what it is, if it has an absence of life, an absence of God in it, this is what we're talking about, life coming in. Now, here's one of the very first things that's interesting is for life to come into something, uh, we need to be moved by the hand of the Lord. In other words, we're not moved by our own self, we're moved by the hand of the Lord. We need to be moved and brought out, brought into places and to places by the Spirit of the Lord. And we need to allow Him to set us wherever He wants us to set. You know, we talk about this. A lot of people will say, well, God will lead you to the wilderness, right? And a lot of times they'll use that to teach you uh, to accept uh, things that happen. And that's a bad doctrine. Um, that's, that's not the way that's designed to be. Uh, they'll also use that to, to kind of try and humble you. And there it's almost a lot of times it's like somebody trying to, you know, well, I know more than you do, young whippersnapper. Uh, he'll take you out to the wilderness and he'll teach you some stuff, you know. And, and that's kind of the attitude. And that can be true. God will teach you some stuff. But this is really the heart of God. He says, make those paths in the wilderness straight. Why? Because the Lord is coming in. And what does the Lord bring with him? He brings with him what? An anointing. For what? Life. Right? When, when he takes us, what did, what did God do with, Je- with Jesus when he went out to the wilderness? You know, there was the temptation and he was led out there to be temptation. But what was the end result? How, let, let's ask, let me ask it this way. How did Jesus come out of the wilderness? victorious had put the devil in his place full of the holy spirit and power right it was after he came out of the wilderness the first miracle took place that's when it happened so in other words he went out there but it wasn't to you know you have to understand this about god if god's sending you to a wilderness it's to bring life to that wilderness now, we as humble people start to understand the purpose that God sends us to a place like that, and we don't look at the wilderness as a dry, dreary place that we don't want to go to. We start looking at the wilderness as opportunity, right? This is the heart of God. This is the expectation of God. This is the life of God. 
So he says, hey, he sent me down in the middle of a valley, and <laughs> it's a valley of bones, full of bones. Well, what does that mean to a believer? Well, to somebody who doesn't know any better, they'd be like, well, this kind of stinks, God. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about But to a believer who knows who they are in Christ, he says, Ooh, I mean, you ought to start tingling. What's about to happen here? You know, what, what's going on? God's about to do something. This is going to be awesome, right? That's what a believer does. It changes things. It, does, it stops looking at what the world looks at something as discouraging and, and downtrodden. And it starts seeing the, the opportunity of God. The expectation of the heart of the Father. And it starts seeing those things. The vision in a believer is different from a vision of a non-believer. A vision of a believer produces hope. There's hope. It produces that. All right. So, man, I'm, I'm preaching on the first <laughs> scripture. I didn't even mean to do that. All right, verse 2. He calls me to pass among them roundabout. And behold, very many, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. Now, one thing about the Lord is he doesn't mince words. You know, he says exactly what he wants to say, and he doesn't say exactly what he doesn't want to say. And so if, if God just said uh, there was a, a lot of bones, he would mean there's a lot, of mo a lot of bones. And if he said they were dry, he'd mean what? They'd be the driest dry could be, correct? But when the Holy Spirit here lays this out and says there was very many, and there were, they were very dry, uh, we're talking about some extreme circumstances and what's interesting is he caused him to pass among the bones he caused them to walk through right so here's the thing today in this world <laughs> you know in the reset series in the reset series there's a uh one of the things that we examined and saw so very clearly is, you know, if this is normal to God, we are, what we call normal today is so subpar uh, that it's almost scary because we know we're off. We really don't know how far we're off. And, and I, I'm not sure we want to fully know how far off we've gotten. But what, the, what we can definitely say by revelation is, that if this line here is normal to God, we're below it. What we call normal is way below it. I think that we can say today that hope uh, in the world is probably at an all-time low. I think we can say that the Holy Spirit in some ways is, uh, uh, let me put it this way, the people of God, to me, are probably the most dry that I've ever seen them. Not all of them. There's pockets. There's remnants. There's people that are uh, actually coming to life right now like crazy. But if you took just a sampling of the whole world and you looked at it, I think you would find as you walked among them that there was a whole lot that were very, very dry. And in the lives of people, in the lives of people and in their families. You know, they want to be on fire for God. They want to do things for God. But the truth of the matter is, 
they're also very dry. They're fighting just to hunger after God. You know? and, and how do I know that? Because I, I face that. I, I pray with people on a daily basis that are, they're, they're really just living for them. Inside, in their spirit, they want to live for God, but they're not, but they're dry. And it's, it's interesting that we are called to an earth to walk among people and and now there's a over in um the last supper you remember the last supper and uh peter uh when he got revelation that jesus needed to wash him you know jesus said hey if i don't wash you you have no part with me and jesus said you you only your feet need to be washed not your whole you're clean but your feet still need to be washed um one of the things that i think he was saying in that is look you are clean you're righteous in the eyes of God. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. We've been created as a new creation. But you still walk through a world that's dirty. And every now and then, you need to make sure that you knock off the junk of the world. Okay? Don't let the stuff stick to you. So, a lot of times when we walk through this world, one of the things that we're going to find out is, and there's a lot of bones. There's a lot of death and not life of Christ. And it's dry. And it's not just dry, it's very dry. And there's not just a lot, there's a very much a lot. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of just not life. But we can't allow that to get on us. So in verse 3, he says, this is one of my favorite verses uh, in the Bible. And he says to me, son of man. You know, he's talking to God here. Son of man, can these bones live? And the son of man, the, the guy says, Ezekiel says, and I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Yeah, it's God. <laughs> I love that because it's like, it's like, is this a trick question? I do not, you know, let, you know, it's like, you know, you ever go up against somebody and they just, you know, in one area, they know everything. They ask you a question. You're like, I don't even know how to answer this. I love this. Uh, oh, Lord God, you know, <laughs> you know, I love that. And uh, you know what? That should be our heart all the time. That's humility. That's humility that says, you know, even what I think I know in front of you, I don't know. Let, let me hear from you what your plan is, and I'll just say that. I'll say that. This is humility. This is where grace can abound, and greater grace to bring about life in a place of death. Verse 4, he said, And again, he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, one of the first things I want you to see is, Who's doing the action here? It's the man. Why, why isn't God himself just saying, you know, dry bones. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Why isn't God saying that? Because we are here as his ambassadors. Psalms, I believe it's 115, says that the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given unto the sons of men. 
See, the responsibility of the dryness and the death that's in your home, in your family, in this world, in your life, the responsibility of the dryness comes back to you to speak the word of the Lord over it. Yeah. Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. You know, I, 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 got, I got tickled reading this earlier today because I'm thinking, you know, here's God, Ezekiel, son of man, prophesied to these bones, old oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And I'm thinking, you know, so many times we've been in that position where, you know, maybe we hadn't seen everything work the way we thought it was going to work before. And this time, you know, I'm not even sure if I'm hearing from God, but I think I am. And so it's like, old dry bones, <laughs> yeah, old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Yeah. Is that right? You know, and we're checking back with God. And, and here's the thing. We just got to get into the place where we're humble and obedient. Yeah. We just got to get in the place where we, we are humble and obedient. Old dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word. All right. So let's look here at verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold. I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you and make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. What is the heart of God in a valley of death? For life, even when it looked like there was no life left, when it looked like that there was no ounce of life left, the heart of God is to show and be the life back in that situation. And I want to challenge you right here because, you know, there's so many times that we're facing something and God is saying this. God, you know, God's saying, life be. And we're saying... Because we're not listening to God. We're saying, that can't happen. That won't happen. I had that conversation, you know, I think twice in the last 24 hours with people. That won't happen. I, I, wait a minute. Time out. We talking about God getting in the middle of this or not? What, what, who are we talking about? Are we talking about you or are we talking about the power and the heart of God? Which one are we talking about? Because the heart of God is a restore, a life giver, a hope. He is hope. He said, I'm the God of hope, of joy, of confidence, of expectation. It's who I am. So don't tell me I'm not who I am. But when we say that can't happen and we back off, and say it's marriages. Lord, I, you can't, I, nothing can happen in this. We're sunk. There's no hope left. I don't, even, I don't even choose to look for a light because I might be destroyed. That is completely anti-God. When you go into a health situation, you say there is no hope left. There's nothing. We've got to look at a situation and say, is God God or not? And do I believe Him? And if we believe Him, then we will look at the deadest of the dead 
of situations and trust that God will bring flesh and sinews and life and breath back into a dead situation. That's who God is. And it's not just, it's not just a good message. This is how He wants you to live. This is, this is how He wants you to believe. This is what every day of a believer's life should be like. Where can I let the hope of God manifest and let His glory pour out and through me? That's, that's a believer. That's a believer. Can you feel it? Good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> He says, this is what I will do in verse 5. I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you. I will make flesh grow back on you. I will cover you with skin. And, I, and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that I am the Lord. Here's one of my questions for you tonight. Will you let God speak to your situation in that manner for you? Or will you say, Lord, I don't believe you can help this. It's too far gone. Because a believer will look at the heart of God, see his character and his nature and say, Lord, I trust you. And when nobody else is believing, I'll believe you. When nobody else is putting hope on you, I'll allow hope to rise up in me. Because the world may say, don't get your hopes up. But my God says, hope will not disappoint. In other words, it's not just to get you to a better place and to get you to victory. It's so that the light of God will shine in you the way it was designed to shine. So that kings will come to the glory of, of that rising of that light inside of you. Yeah. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And see, you're being commanded by God to speak life into dead situations Right now, no matter what its name is, no matter what the situation is, life be right now. You're being commanded by God. Why? Because you're finding out about the character and the nature of God. His part. And you're finding out about what your part is. If you know the heart of God, then that demands an action on your part to take up belief in that and do something about it. Not leave it on the table and just go... It, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're being commanded right now. And so he prophesied as I was commanded. There's some things you need to speak life into. Your marriage. Your business. And look, uh, did, it, did it say that they had to be completely dead before you spoke life into them? Maybe your business is doing good. But God just says, look, I want to breathe a little bit more. And blow some into your business. Blow some into your life. 
You don't, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you don't have to like completely let it die before you, before you say, oh, now it'll work. No, 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 no. It'll work the whole time. That's who God is. That's what he wants. He's looking not just to fill your cup, but to overflow it. Because out of your overflow, his glory and life will pour into other people. Be it the joy in your marriage. Be it the, the life inside of you. Be it the health I'm talking about. Be it, be it the overflowing uh, wealth and riches inside of you. Be it money or, or just happiness or whatever. He wants to make you prosperous in every way. So that his things, his glory, his light will touch somebody else. They'll get a touch of His goodness, His glory. That will cause them to turn and repent and go towards His hope. And now they will start speaking to the death. And this thing will multiply. And all of a sudden, instead of a world filled with very dry bones, we'll be looking at a, a landscape filled with the life and the presence of God. That's kind of the plan. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Ooh. And behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them. And flesh grew, and skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. So right now, I just, you know, whatever situation you're thinking about, and maybe it's dry, maybe it's very dry, maybe you've got nothing but rattling bones right now, whatever it is, right now, prophesy life into it. Life be in my marriage. Life be in Jesus' name in my business. Life be in my finances. Life be in my health. Life be in every area of me that you'd have me to speak life in. Life be. I believe I'm going to suggest that you go back through this and listen to this again. And when we hit these points in Scripture, you start following the command of the Lord too and speak over your own personal stuff. We'll do it at the end of the service, but do it again. You know, do it again. Revisit it. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Well, that's interesting. He says, then he said to me, you know, God's not just going to leave it halfway done. That's not who he is. He's a whole God. And he brings a whole blessing. He doesn't bring a half blessing. He brings it all. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. They came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great 
army. Now, this is no mere breath we're talking about right here. We're talking about the life breath of God. This is the same breath that hovered over the waters in Genesis 1-1. This is the same breath that, that God breathed into Adam and brought life to him. Don't tell me that life can't come back into what you got. This is God we're talking about. And when he gives you the command to breathe life in it, then we are standing on faith, we're standing on hope, and by love we're being obedient to prophesy that the power of God be released, and so be it. Breath be in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, in your power, in your boldness, let us prophesy and speak the life of God to be in our situation. We, we're preaching tonight, in case you were wondering. Amen. So I prophesied as he commanded me, verse 10, and the breath came into them. And look at this now. When we are obedient to do what God says, is not God responding to what he told us to do? God is faithful. And you've got to maintain that. God is faithful. God's more faithful than me. I can trust Him. I can believe on Him no matter what I see. No matter what I hear. God is faithful. So I prophesied and breath came into him and they came to life and stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up, up out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you and you will come to life and I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. This is talking about bringing us into the place, into the house of Israel. It's bringing us into the fullness of God's provision. Bringing us into His authority. Bringing us into the family. It's talking about bringing about everything that Jesus was manifested to bring about. He's talking about bringing you to that place. And now this is your dwelling place. This is where you're supposed to live and never depart from. Never. Depart from the fullness of the provision of God. I believe this is talking about today. You got a bunch of people standing on their feet. Calling Christ their Lord. But there's no breath in them. I believe right now more than ever. You've got people that are walking around. And they're trying to be Christian. And they want to be Christian. But they need the life of of God to rise up inside of them more than ever. And I believe that the Lord is not going to leave us with just a bunch of bones. I don't believe He's going to leave us with just an army standing on its feet, but with no life and no power to do anything about it. I believe right now He's, 
He's bringing about a hope and He's bringing about a quickening inside of them saying, I want the life of God. I I desire the things of God and I want to be about the things of God. He's bringing about a people that will enter into their place and be who God's called them to be. And it doesn't matter how dark the world looks, they will shine like the sun because the life of God's in them. You know, the bones were very, very, very dry. Very dry. And what's interesting about that is, you know, the Bible tells us that your life is in the blood. And your blood, you know where it comes from? It comes from the bones. And what the Lord is saying is, no matter what it looks like, no matter even when it looks like there is no life left, he says, I make life where there is no life. He says, look, he said, even these people that have gone into their graves, he said, I'll open the graves. And they're coming out of the grave. See, a lot of times we see the grave as the end all. I mean, we see that as the period, man, on the end of that life sentence. We see it, and that's it. And God's saying, even then, it's not over. Even then, it's not finished. God is saying, I don't care how the world views it, what you think about it, life is in me. And if I want to bring somebody back from what they thought they could never come back from, I will. But you got to stand up. you got to be in obedience and you got to prophesy and speak what I tell you to speak. you got to be who I call you to be. you got to be bold in the Spirit to pronounce that breath that holy spirit you got to bring about and do what i've called you to do your why's got to be right like what we talked about on sunday lord i love you more than i care about what people think i love you more than my calendar i love you more than my habits lord i love you and you start moving in this and your why's right and your obedience is right and you know the heart of god and you're moving by the heart and by the voice of god all of a sudden there is nothing that will be impossible to you. I'll just throw this out here as we end. And I was talking to Pastor uh, Pete Beck, who's a friend of my dad's from long, long, long ago. I remember dad talking about him when I was a kid. And I got to meet him yesterday and spend some time with him. He brought this point up to me in Ephesians 4. Uh, it says there that uh, God gave Jesus gave gifts to men when he ascended on high. And then it goes on to say, and the point of these gifts is to bring you into the fullness of the stature of Christ. But in verse 12, it says this. Here's why he gave those gifts. And let, let me go to verse 11. Thank you. He says, and he gave some. These are the gifts that he gave. He gave some as apostles, some as prophets some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. And then in verse 12, he says this, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ. In other words, these gifts are for the equipping, for the building up, to bring you to the place, the full stature. These gifts, it's not just just men, 
that's going to do this. This is plan A of God, and it's the only plan that's really going to work. This is his order. In other words, the fullness of the stature to bring you to these places, it's going to happen through these guys, you know, in verse 11. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Here's what's interesting. That word right there, equipping, uh, it's a katar... Ismos, I believe it is, is the Greek word. It's an interesting word. And uh, I hope, I hope you, all, you all learn how to say it right one day. And so, but here's, it, here's what that word means. It, it's a noun, and it means to mend. They used it one place to mend the, net, the nets. But here's the other place that the Greeks used it, to set bones. Here's what I'm saying. You want to be the life-giving people. But you have to understand that it's through something like this that you are given the ability to set these bones in place. That you're given the ability for the impartation of God to come into you so that you can stand up and prophesy now as a child of God and bring life into a situation. God never intended for people to be out there on their own. He intended for us to be a body. And, and not just boomerang, you know, every, every body of believers. He intended for us to be operating in the unity of God. And it's only through that that he's able to take something like this and make it happen. It's only through this. So you want to be this. I want right now for you to receive. I believe, I believe I'm supposed to pray for you tonight. I lay hands on those that want me to lay hands on you. And impart... This ability to prophesy and speak life into things. Uh, my job is to activate, to turn on some of the gifts that God has in you. My job is to speak life into you tonight. Life be in Jesus' name. Let me set some of these beginning bones inside of you through this equipping so that you can now stand up and say, this is my job is to begin this process for you so that now you can be anointing and empowered by God to be a speaker and a prophesier of the life of God in any situation. So if you want prayer for that, and I just before I pray for individuals, let's just speak life to you. Let's let's all just stand up. And let's let's just go through this and let let's speak it together. Right now I want you to think of what it is that's been dry in you. What is it? What is it? What's the situation that it's been your valley of dry bones? Maybe you got a few, and that's all right. But what's been your situation? And right now, I want you to, you to speak. To that, And I want to speak over you, and I want to speak over your situation. I want to speak over marriages, business, health. What's some other major ones that people are dealing with? Huh? Finances. What's some more? Family. Family. Joy. Joy. Hope. Peace. Peace. Boldness. Amen. That's a good one. Sir? Commitment. Commitment. 
Humility. Strength. Amen. This fruit of the Spirit, these, these keys to God. And, and I want you to speak over yours. And as I speak over all of you, prophesy over these and say, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Right now, you know, no matter what it is, family, businesses, marriages, joy, hope, dry bones, dryness, right now, in the name of Jesus, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to you, dryness, lifelessness, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you that you may come alive and you will know that God is God, that He is the Lord. And as the rattling begins in there, we say to that, Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath. Holy Spirit, blow now in that lifelessness, in that dryness, in the rattling, and breathe on those slain that they may come to life. Lord, let the graves open and let them come out in newness of life, filled with the breath of God, filled with with the Holy Spirit and overflowing with abundance of His life right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank You for Your life and we praise You for it. And we give You the glory for everything that You have poured out on us. Thank You, Father, for Your glory. Thank You for Your life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Right now, if you, if you feel like, Brian, Pastor Brian, I want you to pray for me. I want you to come up, and I want to speak life over you, but I also want to impart your in you and activate in you the gifts that God has for you. Activate in you that anointing to prophesy over a lifelessness and see life come to it. So right now, if that's you, just come on up and we're just going to anoint you. We thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Father, right now, we just speak life. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your anointing and your glory. We praise you. Lord, let life be imparted in every way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Life be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Life be. Lord, let life be imparted and activated in every way. Thank you. Life be in the dead areas. Life be in the areas that have had no breath. And let newness of life come now in every way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
life be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Newness of life. Rise up. Newness of life. Yeah, restoration. Lord, thank you, Father. Where old things have put things in the grave, let the gravestone be rolled away and newness of life spring out in every way. I, uh, I see it's like a, a lady in her 20s in like a white robe and I mean it's like they rolled back the gravestone and and I mean big flowing white dress and I mean with full of the life and the glory of God comes dancing out of that place like never I mean not just the old way but a new way in the fullness of what God has I mean roll back and it's like light came out of that place is that I mean that lady was just dancing and worshiping and praising God in in a whole new way and it's, it was awesome. Fullness be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Life be in Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank Life, life be in Jesus' name. Life be in Jesus' name. Ma pur pratisto conona e bindo fra nato sole o vremestiato no anomo lautramo basi bando comi be life be in Jesus name thank you yeah thank you father thank you thank you father thank you thank you ah uh, he's tapping on that well head lord life flow out in Jesus name and it's cracking <laughs> it's crack thank you lord that's what i see i see him i see the holy spirit going tap tap but there's a pressure behind that that well head that sealed rock and all of a sudden this is not just you know a normal finger this is the finger of god going tap 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 and all of a sudden there's a trickle all of a sudden boom it's a gusher amen lord thank you for life overflowing in every way thank you father for your goodness and your mercy thank you lord life be an overflow fullness lord lord we just thank you for your fullness put your hand right there out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. Holy Spirit, breathe and let the Ruach, let your breath fill her in every place. Thank you, Father. Don't say meantime, ah, bando kori hatogish koma lepon turomast nana mastora hadi de 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 be mokobo George stay with me please kamokadim with me bumam rokini hamiston life be fullness be in Jesus name hodani hoselo kefiandomo mensum brava satara put your hand on your belly. Mahole kamushi bebe antaroma hani didi momomoma adidi solo toka diantani hebestovlemo yandar skara dasti holiness fullness lord amaroma sadedi not mixing the 
holy in the profane, but honoring God in every way. Holiness rise up inside of you and honor God with every piece of who you are. Life be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Daniel, have I prayed for you yet? Here, stand right here. This will be a renewal and newness. Renewal and newness. Be. Same, I see that same tapping. Tap, tap, tap. Releasing the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Life be in Jesus' name. Life be. Life be. Life Everything that would hold itself back from God be broken and released now. Every grip, every thought. Lord, it, it didn't have to be an evil thought. It could have been an innocent learning. Let every innocent learning that withholds you from Mr. Howard be released and broken right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your power and your glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Father, for it. Thank you, Lord. Life be wholeness and fullness. Blow a new breath in in Lee, in Jesus' name. Life be. Life be in Jesus' name. Overflowing in the name of Jesus. Overflowing. New wells. New wells in Jesus' name. New water. Fresh, fresh water. Thank you, Father, for your glory and your mercy. Thank you. Anybody else, Mr. Don, where you want me to pray? Grab me. <laughs> Thank you. Life be freshness and newness rise up right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Life be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amarumiti. Lord, we thank you for life. Did I miss anybody? All right. Life be in Jesus' name.
Newness of life. Lord, may scales fall off in Jesus' name. Let us see clearly everything that the eyes of God sees. And Lord, let the scales of this world, the scales of any deception, fall off. And let us see clearly in every way. In Jesus' name, let our eyes of understanding be enlightened. And we praise you for the glory of the power of your inheritance in the saints that is seen and acted upon and released. Now, life be. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm warm. They're like, good gracious, what are we walking into? You'll have to watch it. Amen. Come on up. Life be in Jesus' name. New wells of your glory and your anointing being poured out. New life, breath of God, rise up and blow on and through and full in every way. Ooh, ah, yeah, yeah. I, I just see, um, mm, man, it's, it's like a, I see like an old vessel. Uh, like a glass vessel that the breath of God just came and I mean with force just like and I mean that air that it caused inside of that vessel caused I mean it to shake and rumble but out of it out of the overflow was an enormous power and flow of the breath of God and that's for you put your hand on your stomach yeah, that was good. Amen. Thank you. Life. Newness. Newness, Lord. Yeah, um, the value of oil. And I see a fresh and new oil rising up inside of you. And I believe he wants you to go check out, uh, research a little bit. What is the value, the characters, uh, characteristics, the nature of oil? What is its value? There's something there that the Holy Spirit wants you to see. And it'll be personal for you as you find it and as he releases it. The value of your oil. Your oil, Lord. The value of your oil. Uh, the physical properties will reveal something about what he's releasing in you tonight. A new oil and a fresh overflowing. I thank you for it, Father. Maybe stay. In Jesus' name, let everything that would hold you hostage, every yoke, be broken now in Jesus' name. Every yoke be broken in Jesus' name. It don't fit you anymore. Let new anointing bring the fatness of God, the goodness of God, so that it will never fit again. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. I miss anyone else. Bro, Lord, we just pray on anybody watching. 
newness of life be in Jesus' name. Let your life, your all, let your breath hit them in new ways. Let your life anoint them and break off the deadness. Break out of the valley and move to the mountaintop of God, the mountain of God where His glory, His power, His demonstration flows and the life of God rises up in the hope of the world. Thank you, Father, for Christ coming alive and manifesting himself in you in jesus name in jesus name and just say it with me life be life be amen 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 have a good night